0: And welcome, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you're well. Uh, hey, on the Water Cooler Show today, uh, we had a couple big guests. We had Secretary Ben Carson. Uh, he, of course, is the Housing and Urban Development Secretary, or let's just say it like this, HUD for short. The HUD Secretary is actually in studio, so you're going to hear some of that today. Uh, he talks about the uh, upcoming presidential debate between Biden and Trump. Of course, he did not violate the Hatch Act. I mean, come on, he's smart. He knows not to do that. Uh, and also, he talked about COVID-19 when a vaccine might be ready, uh, whether or not it's safe enough to take, and also about evictions when it comes to COVID. Uh, will this Trump administration make sure that no one is evicted from their home during the COVID-19 pandemic. So he gets into all that, plus a faith-based development from HUD. It's a program called The Mustard Seed. Uh, The Mustard Seed has to do with the Bible, but he'll explain all of that on the program today. Also, Corey Lewandowski on the show, we had him on The Water Cooler. He's the former campaign manager for Donald Trump. Uh, He's out with a new book, him and David Bossy, called Trump, America First. Uh, And so he was on The Water Cooler today talking about not just the book, but this uh, actual fistfight that almost happened between him and former Chief of Staff John Kelly. So that was uh, something that uh, you will find very interesting. He details it all on the show today. And of course, he gives his debate prep uh, advice to the president, uh, not to mention a few other things along the way in terms of the state of the campaign, whether or not he thinks Trump is in trouble. So all of that coming up on the podcast today. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview with Secretary Ben Carson. He appeared on The Water Cooler today. That's uh, my new Monday through Friday one-hour daily show that airs on Real America's Voice. It's part of the Just the News shows that are going to be airing on RAV, Real America's Voice. Ben Carson was in studio today. Uh, Here is some of that. Uh, Once again, it runs two segments long here. We're going to play the whole thing together. The first segment is about news of the day, and then we get into his faith-based initiative over at the housing and urban development here is ben carson secretary carson thanks for being here really wonderful to be with you again we're going to get to all of the faith mustard seed uh talk uh in, in our next block you'll stick around for that but uh new, some news of the day i i know the hatch act everybody talks about the hatch act you can't talk politics but what when it comes to this debate uh, what are some things that that you're if not looking for what you think uh, the president might be thinking right about now
1: well I'm I'm hoping that uh, that both candidates will be truthful about what their beliefs are because uh, you know they tend to be rather divergent and uh, that gives the American people a very very clear choice you know are we looking at a system that you know, is adherent to our Constitution, believes in the integrity of our Constitution, believes that the country is up for and by the people, or do we want a system that perhaps thinks the government is the, the, the be-all and end-all mm-hmm. and that the people are there to kind of serve the government? it would be a very, very clear choice. I'm not saying which one is which. People (laughs) will have to decide that on their own. (laughs) That's
0: that's the disclaimer. I got you. Obviously, COVID is going to be a subject tonight, and I want to talk to you about COVID, specifically about the CARES Act. I mean, you are responsible for dispersing $12 billion worth of CARES Act uh, money. How is that being dispersed? What's happening on the COVID front as it relates to HUD?
1: Well, uh, we obviously were able to disperse that money uh, very quickly because the needs were very severe mm-hmm. and the last thing we wanted to happen was for people to lose their home when they're concerned about their health mm-hmm. uh, so in terms of uh, helping people uh, so that we have forbearance and moratorium on on uh, evictions mm-hmm. and uh, on foreclosures uh, we also provided mechanisms for reassessing people's income who are getting subsidized homes. They can be recertified so that if they now no longer have income coming in because of COVID, uh, the subsidy can be increased to take care of of that particular issue. We have toolkits that we have made available uh, so that both the uh, tenants and the landlords have a roadmap for what they need to do in order to prevent evictions
0: from occurring. I was gonna say, how confident are you that evictions won't occur under this administration?
1: Well, you know, for the last several months, everybody's been talking about the eviction crisis and the tsunami of evictions. It, so far, it hasn't occurred, and we're going to continue to work hard to try to make sure that it does not mm-hmm. occur.
0: Let me ask you about uh, COVID as it relates. To, you're a doctor, and you don't even play one on television. You're actually a doctor, uh, but obviously HUD secretary, too. So talk to me about this Operation Warp Speed and this, this idea that we think a vaccine might be on its way pretty soon. Uh, how confident are, are you in a, in a vaccine that could get here? in the next few months? Because I know a lot of Americans might be saying, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to take this vaccine.
1: Well, there is no question this is unprecedented to to move this quickly and to have the kind of cooperation between the various companies in order to get this done. This is not something that happens, you know, they're like bitter rivals. (laughs) So uh, to have three companies now that are in phase three. You know, first you go through a phase one, you know, you look at safety, safety, phase two, and you look at efficacy, phase three. And before you go from one phase to another, Mm -hmm. there are a whole bunch of boxes that have to be checked off. Mm -hmm. So you can't just say, well, let's just skip to the next phase. Uh, So people who are worried that maybe shortcuts are being taken and uh, safety is being neglected, It is not true. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to proceed through the various trials without checking all the boxes.
0: Are, are you concerned, we talked about this on the program yesterday, that vaccines could be mandatory, COVID, mandatory vaccines could happen. I mean, I know in schools, it's different school-age kids, but I mean, you know, I mean, you've talked a lot about overreach of government. I mean, we, you get on an airplane, you show your ID, and proof of purchase for the vaccine as well. Go to a sporting event. I mean, right. there, there is government uh, creep here to a degree.
1: Yeah, there's there no question there is. And it's very important that people be well educated mm-hmm. about the pros and cons of vaccines mm-hmm. and particularly uh, of this vaccine. Not, don't keep people in the dark. Mm-hmm. American people are very smart in general, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that you know, I'm not as concerned about what's going to happen as some people are because people are smarter than you give them credit for, mm-hmm. and they figure out a lot of stuff on their own. Uh, and they will very quickly discover that these vaccinations are very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they permit you to be able to go back to normal lifestyle. Also, there are some therapeutics that are in the in the pipeline as well. That's true. Uh, that are pretty amazing. I, I don't want to get into it, but it's, but it's pretty amazing. We just need to speed the process up.
0: Speaking about the process being sped up, are, are you? Do you feel comfortable that a vaccine could be ready before election day, or in the next month or two, or you think that might be rushing it a little bit too much well, or pushing of, it?
1: A lot of it has to do with the accrual okay. uh, when the when the tests are put out there. If, if you have a very large accrual, you get the information very quickly. Mm -hmm. If people just trickle in, it takes a much longer period of time to get the information. Mm -hmm.
0: Let me ask a little bit about media bias. Uh, You've you've talked about this for a long time. So so here you are, I've been HUD Secretary for a while. What is your sense of the media landscape as as it relates to how HUD is covered, the issues that HUD uh, has to deal with? And it seems to me like the media seems to want to go with uh, the sensational all the time as it relates to this president and wonder if some of these key issues that sure. you're working on get uh, undermined.
1: Well, there's no question that, uh, you know, the, the media has changed from pure information to an agenda. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find it kind of fascinating because a lot of the people in the media are pretty smart. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't they understand that if we move socialism, mm-hmm. the first thing that they control is the media. Uh-huh. Good point. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't know history, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, the reason that the media is the only business protected by the Constitution is because they're supposed to disseminate information in an unbiased way to the people so the people can make reasonable choices. Mm-hmm. But when they have a stake in it and they decide they need to move people in this direction or this direction, it really distorts the original plan that our founders had.
0: I want to give you a chance to respond to what was just in the news recently, uh, the Inspector General clearing you of this uh, ethics uh, violation as it relates to a proposed ethics sure. violation. Uh, g- give us a chance to, or I want to give you a chance to, to respond to that because yeah. there's some Democrats that would love to see you go down. No
1: question. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is the second time that IG has cleared me. There was the furniture thing. Uh, Completely clear to that. Absolutely no wrong. In fact, they said it's admirable what we did in terms of putting some financial controls in place. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, Washington is about the only place where, uh, you know, you can be convicted or at least accused of ethics violation for talking to your family. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they do that? How dare they do that? So, um, you know, unfortunately, people won't hear a whole lot about it. You heard a lot about it before. Carson should resign, he's unethical. And now crickets, guaranteed crickets, they don't care. But, uh, you know, I think most people, Mm -hmm. certainly anybody who knows me, knows my relationship with God and the truth.
0: Tell me a little bit about this mustard seed series. It's a faith-based uh, faith-based program at HUD, and right. you know, shockingly, it has a biblical connection because uh, last time I checked, you believe in God. That's correct. And the <laughs> book of Matthew talks about
1: faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And uh, you know, we have some mountainous problems uh, like homelessness and uh, you know, people being dependent, and we want to change that. Now, before there was a HUD, guess who used to do all that stuff? Tell me. The faith-based
0: community. Oh, right, I should have known that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for setting me up.
1: And who better uh, to do it because they're right there Mm -hmm. uh, on the ground with these individuals and they develop relationships Mm -hmm. with people. It's relationships that get people to climb those ladders. It's relationships that get people to realize their potential relationships that get people to change bad habits that lead to homelessness. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why we really want to pair with them. So on the first uh, Mustard Sheet series, uh, there's a church community that I visited in Riverside, California, Mm -hmm. uh, Mayor Rusty Bailey, and uh, this church actually built four single-family homes on their property and they bring on the church property on the church property Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they bring homeless families in there and they use the resources of the church to help move those people on to self-sufficiency so you know you've got all kind of people in the church you know doctors lawyers, uh, carpenters, uh, you know, all kinds of people. People who can help with transportation, people who can help with financial literacy education. It's uh, the whole gamut of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's been quite successful. And uh, they move one family along and then they bring another family in. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that, you know, there are a lot of different ways that people can do things. Mm-hmm. But when you get a whole church community behind something like this, it makes a, a big difference. And you know, what we are going to be uh, pushing for is that every faith community adopt a homeless individual or homeless family mm-hmm. with the goal of making them self-sufficient in a year.
0: That's a game changer
1: that would be a massive game changer. You talk about moving mountains. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's the one that would do it. And uh, also, you know, we we need to get rid of this phobia that uh, many people are pushing about religion, right? You know, godly principles, loving your fellow man, caring about your neighbor, caring about people who are underserved. Mm-hmm developing your God-given talents so that you can be helpful to others, having values and principles that govern your life. How is that a bad thing? And those are the kinds of things, I think, that really distinguish this nation from so many others. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason that even though many other places have been around for many hundreds of years longer than we have, why were we able to go from a bunch of ragtag militiamen to the pinnacle of the world in record time? I I think it has something to do with our faith and with the way that we treated each other. Now this is not to say that America is a perfect nation. It's not. It's inhabited by people. People are inherently not perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they do imperfect things, but but what do you do if you're smart? You learn from your mistakes. You don't try to bury your mistakes, mm-hmm. or pull them all down, or try to change your history. You just learn from it. That's what wise people do. Yeah, That's what we have to think about.
0: I, I wanna ask you, because the separation of church and state people are gonna, you, you can imagine, oh my goodness, a, a, a private public partnership is one thing. A faith-based partnership with the federal government, I'm sure you've gotten quite a bit of pushback. You, you do
1: hear those silly things, mm. uh, but, First of all, there is nothing in the Constitution. There are no such words as separation of church and state right. in the United States Constitution. That was a Supreme Court ruling, uh, the gist of which is they want to make it clear that the church is not to rule the state mm-hmm. and the state is not to rule the church. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with people who are in government, you know, shedding their religious connotations. I remember, you know, when I first came into government, a senior government official said to me, you know, you're going to have to stop the God stuff. You, you really can't talk about that anymore because, you know, government official.
0: You picked the wrong person to tell us
1: to uh, I, I I told him uh, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because th- you, that would be like saying, You know, cut your heart out and then continue to to do your job. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, anything that that we can do to help tamp down some of that the hatred and the divisiveness that's Mm -hmm. going on in our country. You see, that's that's what will really hurt our nation. Mm -hmm. There's Russia, China, You know, Iran, North Korea, they can't hurt us. Mm -hmm. You know what can hurt us is us. Mm. And if we continue to listen to these purveyors of of hate and division, we will destroy ourselves. Jesus said it, a house divided against itself cannot stand Mm -hmm. no matter what. And this is what uh, we have to push. And the faith-based community, Mm. I think, has to to be right on the forefront of standing up for what's right. Mm -hmm standing up for principles. Because there are a lot of very good people in our country, Mm -hmm. but they are afraid. So they just sort of cower in the corner and hope no one calls them a racist or some other thing. And that's
0: tantamount to giving everything away. Well, here we are in a divided country, as you're talking about. And it's not just divided along political lines, uh, and, and to, a degree, to a degree racial lines, but also faith-based lines. I mean, there has been a lot of division in the church um, as well, just uh, recently in these last four years, for sure. There, there's no
1: question about it. And, you know, if the faith-based communities, I think, should, should look at the big picture. And, and when I say that, I'm talking about godly principles. What is God? God is love. And, uh, you know, when that is your motivation, you automatically treat people the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, when you you look at the 10 Commandments, you know, the first four are about your relationship with God and the last six are about your relationship with man. And it all boils down to two commandments, you know, love God, and love your neighbor. Yeah. And that's
0: what Jesus said. And that's, I, I couldn't say it better and I wouldn't even try to say it better. <laughs> <laughs> as we wrap up uh, this segment, the Mustard Seed series, what can we expect going forward? I think the first one is out September 30th. Uh, and, and what's gonna happen as, as, we, as you move forward in this series?
1: Uh, well, we will continue to highlight the, some of the programs that are going on, let people hear the experiences of the people who put the program together, mm-hmm. some of the recipients, Uh, to to register for the series uh, you can go to faithinitiatives at hud.gov faith initiatives at hud.gov you will get back instructions on how to get uh, connected with the program but it's incredibly inspiring what people are doing and other people need to hear about it because that inspires them it's that's what a
0: faith community is all about Secretary Ben Carson, thanks for being here. I really appreciate your time. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's great. Can I give you a... Here, we'll do one of those. Absolutely. Okay, there. It's safe. (laughs) I think it's safe. Thanks again. All right, back in a moment.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe
2: you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
0: All right, that's Ben Carson here on the Pod's Honest Truth. Time now for my interview with Corey Lewandowski. He was on the water cooler as well. Once again, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice. Check it out on Pluto TV, Dish Network, Apple TV, anywhere you get your... um you know, your your television programming, you know, I mean, that's kind of how we're doing it nowadays. Anyhow, Corey Lewandowski is out with a new book uh, called Trump America First. He's the former Trump campaign manager from 2016. He's got a lot of great stories to tell about inside the White House and along the campaign trail. And of course, giving uh, some of his expertise when it comes to how the state of the campaign is and the presidential debates. Here's Corey Lewandowski.
2: Corey, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure, David. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're gonna get to the debate in a moment, but listen, I know in your world, let me not bury the lead. So let me ask about the book because this is the first day it's out and I appreciate you being here. Tell me what we're gonna learn in this book. Uh, You've written books uh, similar with David Bossy before, but this one seems to kind of even go above and beyond as it relates to what's happening inside the White House.
2: You know, David, this book is a lot about being on the campaign trail with President Trump. It's about being inside the Oval Office on Air Force One. But there's also a great chapter in this book what we call the brawlers and david and i have fighters and we fight for the president a bunch of different ways there's a story about me testifying on capitol hill in front of congressman nadler's committee and all the preparation and work that went into that but there's also a story in the book about me almost getting into a fist fight with general john kelly just outside the oval office so if you want to really see what goes on in the rough and tumble world of politics pick up this book. You're going to hear, you're going to read some great stories in it. And who but me could potentially get into a fight inside the Oval Office with the retired four-star general?
0: Listen, I, I would not, listen, if I was going to pick anybody, it would be you or maybe Hulk Hogan, even though I'm dating myself by saying Hulk Hogan. Hey, but Corey, listen, I, I know we, people are going to go out and buy the book and the whole thing, but give me a little bit more on John Kelly. I mean, a fist fight uh, at the White House, potentially with John Kelly, what in the world?
2: You know, I was in a meeting with the president and John didn't like the fact that uh, I continued to talk to my friend and the leader of the free world. And so he made some disparaging remarks. And when I walked out of the Oval Office, he said, make sure you throw that guy out of my building. And I said, hey, John, just so we're clear, this isn't your building, this is the people's building. And he spun around, he grabbed me, David, he pushed me up against the wall he ripped the button off my suit, which I didn't know at the time. And I said, hey, John, we can go and have a, an adult conversation over here or I can take my jacket off and we can finish it outside. I've got no personal preference. Any way you want to do it, I'm good with it. He called in a secret service detail. They threatened to throw me out. And I told him, hey, you touch me, you'll spend the rest of your career in Siberia. And uh, John calmed down a little bit after that because you could see I was ready to do either one. I had no personal preference, David. He wanted to go outside and fight it out, no problem. He wanted to go and settle it like a man. We ended up ultimately doing that, and John ultimately apologized to me. But I tell John this, the statute of limitation for assault in Washington, D.C. has not expired, so he better be on his best behavior.
0: Corey, listen, I don't even need to fact check that story. That That is classic Corey Lewandowski story if I've ever heard one. So, yeah, print that right in the book. All right, listen, the campaign, you talk about how you're on the campaign with this president. Maybe you can give us some behind the scenes as to what that's like uh, regarding the book. But also, uh, you're also a straight shooter. And I've got to ask you, you, you talk about let Trump be Trump. Uh, look, give, give it to me straight in terms of his chances uh, come November third, because all these polls are kind of, as you might imagine, writing him off to a degree.
2: Well, you know, David, in this book, uh, Trump America First, it's about the beginning of the campaign. It's the Iowa caucuses. It's the New Hampshire primary. It's traveling with the president prior to the coronavirus pandemic shutting down our economy and the juggernaut that we had built as a campaign and how we had to move that whole thing online. And it talks about the uh, the rally in in Oklahoma that didn't go well. And I, I give a very candid assessment. Dave Bossy and I give very candid assessments of where things at the campaign were and, and where they are now. But you know what I know is looking back to 2016, the media counted Donald Trump out time and again. And our internal numbers are better than they were in 2016 at this point. We've got a president who made a series of promises four years ago and, was, and has held those promises. And I think that's what he's gonna be judged at the ballot box come November.
0: Well, let me move to tonight uh, with the debate. What are you expecting? I mean, my, my sense is if Joe Biden shows up uh, and gets out of the basement from Wilmington to Cleveland, the media will declare him the runaway victor. What's, what's your sense about it tonight, Corey?
2: Oh, look, as soon as Joe Biden shuffles on stage like the old man that he is, they're gonna say it was the greatest debate performance since JFK against Richard Nixon. But really what we know is that this is, these are two candidates who have a fundamentally different view on the way our country should be running. Joe Biden had 47 years to try and solve our country's problems. Donald Trump has had almost four. And I don't understand what Joe Biden's argument is going to be. What could he have not accomplished in almost five decades and ultimately culminating in the second most powerful man in the world that he thinks he can go and get done now? He can't place the blame on anybody else. In just four short years, Donald Trump has achieved more in a first term than most presidents do in two, and he deserves to be reelected. And so tonight, you're gonna to see a candidate in Donald Trump who's defending his record, proud of what he stood for, and proud that he always puts America first.
0: You know, he's gonna to have to be careful, the president. Uh, let's, let's be honest, and you always call it straight up. Uh, Joe Biden probably wants to talk less, uh, but sometimes President Trump can talk a little bit too much. Uh, maybe he needs to dial back 30% and Joe Biden would want to crank it up 30%, but I don't think we're going to get either one tonight.
2: Well, Joe Biden, as you know, David, has asked for two breaks in a 90-minute debate tonight. We have said no to those things. He actually asked to have two breaks so that he could walk off the stage and regroup. Look, we're asking for the leader of the free world to fight for our country every single day. Donald Trump is out there every day fighting 24 hours a day, seven days a week and Joe Biden can't stand on the debate stage. We're gonna see a low energy Joe Biden tonight, but don't kid yourself. He has been preparing for this moment for 30 years. He's run for president of the United States on three separate occasions. He'll be prepared tonight, and he has the media in his corner.
0: Corey Lewandowski, the book is uh, Trump, America First. Really appreciate you joining us here on The Water Cooler. Hey, it's
2: just our second week on the air.
0: We hope you'll come back soon.
2: Of course, thank you, David.
0: That is Corey Lewandowski here on The Pod's Honest Truth, which of course was really the water cooler because that's our show. Did I tell you it's Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern? Of course I did. I've said it like three times, but narcissistically, look, we need good ratings, okay? Just like here on The Pod's Honest Truth, we also need good ratings on The Water Cooler. So check it out. Monday through Friday, that's the fourth time I've said that, 4 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice. We're part of the Just the News um, platform of shows that you will see there. Uh, And we're really excited about the show and the shows to come as well all right that's pretty much it for the podcast i I do want to say as it relates to this debate tonight i'm looking forward uh to the cage match a pint of ice cream i'll be live tweeting and who in the world knows what's going to happen all i know is that joe biden is going to want less time and trump of course will want more time and neither one is going to happen so looking forward to tomorrow on the pod's honest truth